A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. In our last conversation, we spoke about the real purpose of the crucifixion. And we made it clear it wasn't primarily the cross, but the act that was carried out by Jesus on the cross. And we were clear that there were two primary realities that come out of the cross. And those two primary realities are what can be obscured by us focusing on Easter, focusing on rituals. We can totally miss these two realities because that is what really matters to us. The first reality, of course, as I've said, is redemption. Redemption is a sovereign act by God. It is something that God did himself by the selfless act of Jesus dying on the cross. So this is a sovereign act that pays the full price that reconciles us to God. So Jesus paid the full price. From that moment on, whatever kept us from accessing God, from accessing our citizenship as kingdoms, the sin that stood between us and God was removed and paid for. 
and we've discussed that properly in the last conversation. If you missed it, please go back and look at the term redemption. Redemption, as we said, is a one-time action. It was carried out by Christ, it was the ultimate act, and it will never be repeated. So it's a settled matter. The second issue that comes out of that is known as salvation. For us, salvation is the actual act of now walking into what was given to us. Redemption gives us access, but salvation is the continuous process by which we discover our citizenship rights and inheritance. And that's how we arrive at a place where we are fully matured in operating as kingdom citizens. This is also the place where we are called sons of God. So for those two major issues, redemption and salvation, please watch the last conversation if you've missed it. And if you haven't, refresh yourself. So what does this mean to us today? Why is it even important? Why did Jesus need to come? What was the outcome of it? It's one thing to say we now have redemption. It's another thing to say we need to walk in salvation. So the first thing we need to be clear about is that Jesus has done everything he will ever do. Notice my emphasis. By dying on the cross, he has done everything he will ever do to give us full access to the kingdom. That means he will never do anything ever again for that work. The truth is, most of us still think there's something for him to do. He did everything. Now, on the cross, he himself declared, it is finished. Now, think about it. A day before the cross, just before he's crucified is with the disciples, he makes this interesting statement in John 17, 4. In prayer, he says to God, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. So there was a work he had been given to do, and he finished it. All right? Now, two chapters later on the cross in John 19.30, the Bible says, So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. So at the crucifixion, his work of restoration was accomplished. It was finished. I really want you to think about that. And if you're watching this live, come back and rewind and think about that thought. If he finished, if he will never, ever, ever do anything again to bring us into the fullness, if he has completed his work, if he's given us full access to the Father and to the kingdom and to citizenship as sons, why are we living as we are? Why are we in this situation? Why do we keep thinking there's something more he will ever do? That was the ultimate, the final work. For generations they waited for this. Prophets prophesied it. It was spoken of. It was fulfilled. It is completed. The most important thing about that situation we call Easter, that is obscured in that whole story, we focus so much on him dying. We focus so much on the process of the cross. We focus on him being betrayed. We focus on so many things. We miss the point that he finished. Completed. Done. So that's the first problem. The second part, remember that was redemption. Again, refers to we are the ones who have not yet accessed what has already been given. We are the ones with the issue. He did everything he will ever need to do. We are the ones who are not yet walking in what he made available. So, we still live as if he did not come, he did not die, and he did not resurrect. That's how we're living. Truth be told, he came, he died, he resurrected. So why is this a problem for us? Why are we in this situation when we should be operating at a higher dimension than we should ever have because of what had happened? Romans 12, 2 says to us, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The key words we need to get out of that scripture is this. What does it mean to be conformed? And what is conforming us? And how is it? So it says we are conformed to this world. Why? Because our mind has not been renewed. So if your mind is not renewed yet, your life cannot be transformed, even though he completed the work. So 
If your mind is renewed, then your life will be transformed. So the greatest problem we have is our mind. The greatest problem you have in accessing what God has done is your mind. That's a serious statement when you say that the greatest problem we have is our mind and you know what for me every time I hear that statement I always sit down and say okay stop are you saying that my mind has brought me where I am when I look at my environment when I look at what I'm experiencing and I tell myself there are some things I don't like in my life and somebody says listen you're here because of your mind your thoughts this is the sum total of how you've been thinking this is the result so I ask myself would I want to continue here is this the best life that I want? Is this where I dream of being? With that question, of course, for me, I stop and say, uh-uh, I need to go through my mind. I need to ask myself, what are the thoughts? What is the school of thought that I'm following? What are the thoughts that are occupying me? What are the things that I'm looking at that are causing thoughts in my life to just become this thing that causes my life to be what it is today? And I deal with my life. When I learned that your brain does not know whether your thoughts are a reality or an experience or just thoughts. So I have to sit and tell myself, you know what? I have to be deliberate in thinking. I have to be deliberate in what I think about, what I pick up to think about. I have to be deliberate. Now this conversation is going to bring new knowledge. And this knowledge must compel you to move to a new level, compel you to do something, compel you to arise and do something different so that you can just check and say, if I change my thoughts, I'll change my life. Now, if by the time we finish, you've not picked up something that can change your life or can change your current trajectory, then it means you didn't hear something and you have to rewind or you have to go back and rewatch this conversation and say, listen, I'm not coming out of here until I get a word that is causing me to move from where I am to go to a place that I would love to be. All right. So if you hear something, if you don't move at all, it means you didn't hear anything. And you know what? You are the reason we are talking about the mind. We have to hack our mind. We have to know how to talk to our mind so that we can create new trajectory for our lives. All right. We continue with our conversation and now we are asking this thing called the mind. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we have to hack our mind. We have to do something. So if we talk about our mind, yes. let's first of all understand what is that? <laughs> what is your mind? <laughs> what is your mind made up of? Your mind is made up of thoughts. But okay. then I have to, again, I can't stop there. I yes. have to go a little further and say, what is a thought? A thought is not just an idea or a concept. A thought is much more powerful than that. A thought is connected to an image that has emotions and feelings attached to it. Mm. So when you have thoughts, when you yes. say, listen, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking yes. about this and this. Everything yes. I'm thinking about yes. is forming images in my life. Exactly. Those images is yes. what I hold on to. Yes. And that's, I think, where you're saying that the mind is so powerful yes. because now it has these images that we are now holding on to. Actually, yes. we are anchoring on. Yeah, actually, until you understand your mind, many times your thoughts are not a movie you are watching. Mm. Your thoughts are reality, a reality you are living say that again. You get the difference? Yeah. Until you understand this concept, your mind becomes a reality you're living. So when you are thinking about something sad, you feel sad. Hmm. You are in that story. Hmm. You are not watching that story. Hmm. You are in. Yes. So your emotions yes. are involved. And of course, Everything. now that's when you look at you and say, yes. when somebody looks at you and says, what's happening in, in your life? Exactly. Because I can see manifestation yes. of what is happening internally. Yes. But now this is manifesting externally. Absolutely. Now, when the Bible talks about do not be conformed, mm -hmm. our key scripture. Yes. Do not be conformed, but be ye transformed. Yes. Now, let's discuss the word conformed. Yes. Now, conforming actually comes from the idea of, of uh, a mold. Okay. You know, when you make a mold, yes. once you've made the mold, it keeps shaping something in a particular way. Mm -hmm. So when something is put through the mold, it always gets the shape of the mold. Oh, yes. So basically, this scripture is saying that the world is a mold. Mm -hmm. It is designing us to operate in a particular way. 
the world is a mold. It's a mold. So if you look at a mold, yes, you point the content exactly. of what you want shaped. Yes. So we are the content. We are the content. So what the world does, it molds us by impacting our thoughts. Remember, okay. our thoughts. You said something powerful mm -hmm. in the intro. Mm -hmm. You said that the brain, scientists have proven, the brain cannot tell the difference between if you're experiencing something really or you're experiencing it only in your mind. Mm -hmm. Meaning, yeah. they've tested people who have gone to their past to think about a, a, a situation they went through that was traumatic. And they have proven by measurements that the brain could not tell that it was, this thing was being imagined. The brain was telling the body that they're experiencing it now. So the body went through the same processes mm. yeah. that it would have gone through yes. in a real life situation. Mm. Meaning, and they've also tested this with hypnosis. If they tell you or if you're hypnotized and convinced, hypnosis is, is convincing your mind something else is happening. That's all. Mm -hmm. If you've been, you've been convinced you're drowning, your body goes through the drowning process. Even if, though you're not. Even you're though you're not. Because your brain has believed you're drowning, your body responds like you're drowning. You see, for me, I think why today's conversation is powerful yes. is because we are coming to this point of saying, wait, there is what is called your body, yes. there is what is called your mind. Yes. Now, when your mind com convinces your body, Thank you. Of something. Yes. That now your body feels in your mind yes. that this is an experience. Mm -hmm. Yet it's not a reality yet. Absolutely. Now your this, body manifests. Exactly. Now the problem is this. Your body is capable, and this is amazing. Yes. Your body is capable of retaining memory. Mm. Yeah. How do we know that? If somebody has hit you before, mm. painfully, if they pick something to strike you, you don't go through the process of, I think they want to strike me. <laughs> because they want to strike me, I should raise my hand. <laughs> your hand raises without your permission. Yes. Meaning it has able to think without you. Mm. Your body goes into what we call mindless automation. Okay. That's Let's what is called here. being conformed. Let's stop here. <laughs> because you're saying something here. Yes. That now your body is yes. reacting yes. without a command from your mind. Completely. Your body has taken this habit now, yes. because that's what I'll call it, yes. that this habit now becomes your body reacting Naturally. without a, a, a command yes. from your mind. Absolutely. Meaning your body has taken over and now there it is go. controlling. It knows how to react. That's it. Okay. And so what then ends up happening, because of that, you are now conformed. Mm -hmm. To be conformed means you've taken a form, you've taken a shape, a natural thing, and that's what we call our nature. Mm. We call our habit. Mm. You get? Yes. When you say this person is always angry, mm. they do not need to think about getting angry. I love what you called it, mindless. Mindless automation. automation. Your body now operates. Now, is this scriptural? In Romans seven fifteen. Paul talking about the disconnection between your spirit man and your carnal man, which really means your body without being controlled by your spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Your mind is in control. And in verse 15 he says, in Romans chapter 7, he says, for what I am doing, not his activity, what I am doing, doing. I do not understand. Are you seeing a disconnection? Mm -hmm. My mind is not connected to my activity. This is Paul the Apostle. Wow. For what I will to do, meaning what I want to do, that I do not practice. Mm. Mm. But that which I hate, I do. Wait. <laughs> who is I and who is doing? Mm. Do you see the separation right away? Yes. What does the Bible says by the renewing of your mind? That means you have a mind. You are not your mind. Separate the two. Separate the two. Because... If your mind is supposed to tell your body what to do, Good. then now your body takes over and starts doing. Yes. Why does that tell you? The I that we are mm. as kingdom people mm -hmm. and as believers, the I is spirit. But the mind is what controls the soul. Mm. So your soul is your personality shaped by whatever data it gets. Okay. That personality your soul gets becomes your actions. Mm. And your actions or inaction mm. becomes your outcome. So, 
here is somebody yes. who is trying to do something yes. externally, uh-huh. but internally yes. their mind has not connected to that thing. And that's what exactly. Paul is saying. That which I want to do, uh-huh. I don't do. I don't do anymore. Which I, no, what? no, no. That which I don't want to do is what I do. Yes. What I want to do, yes. meaning there's a separation. Exactly. Now, when your body takes over, when your yeah. body decides to work without your mind, yes. that is what we are saying. You've been molded by the world. Exactly. Now, you're not even thinking. Yes. Your mind is not involved. Exactly. You wake up in the morning. Yep. You do exactly the same thing. There you, you go. Get out and go, following the same road, go and do the same jobs, yes. go and think the same, especially when it comes to thoughts. Yes. Your thoughts are some total of your past. Yes. So these thoughts now, you're doing exactly the same thing, but you're yes. expecting your life to take a different shape. Now, here's the whole crux of the matter. Mm-hmm. This may sound as if it happens to somebody, not you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay? Yeah. But think about it. Mm-hmm. Right now, some of you, to get to this broadcast was mindless automation. Mm. Please explain. You have programmed. Explain to this person yes. who is doing a mindless yes. task here. In other words, yeah. what do I do mm. on Sunday morning okay. at live stream if you're in Kenya or East Africa? All right? I switch on, I sit, I listen. You did not sit and say, let me go. Mm. Let me switch on. Let me listen. There were no instructions. So, that instruction, we can give a very good example with the prodigal son. Yes. He said, he first of all came to himself. Yes. So you are saying, there is someone who woke up this morning, yep. never came to themselves. No. Nope. Mindless automation. Yes. This is what I do. Your body took over. Yeah. But the prodigal son said to himself, mm-hmm. I will arise. Yes. You, see, you, see, you, see, you see that, <laughs> the prodigal son is already at the shift point. Yes. He's instructing because prior to that, mm. he was, Bible says he was at the pigsty. Yes. He was in mindless automation. Mm. So mm. now he's telling his own self, yes. listen, this body, yeah. you will arise and you will go. Yes. But now you have to talk to you. Exactly. Now you're saying there's somebody watching. Yes. Who is in the state we're talking about? Yes. Mindless automation. In fact, I don't want to leave that space okay. because it's a space that is so normal. Yes. If we don't discuss it and, 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 and separate it from your norm, you will not even notice now. Before you misunderstand the whole concept is this, our normal state of life, okay? Our normal state of life, the things that are normal, meaning no longer require specific instruction or change, the things that are around our life, like if you wake up and you want to go and drink water, you don't say to yourself, self, wake up, pick a cup, drink water. So this state is natural to human beings, but this state is governed by history. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's yes. governed by a day you made a decision to learn to do that thing. You got to do it so well, you no longer need mm. to learn it. This is the same with sports. It's the same with learning to drive a car. Yes. Do you realize when I drive a car, I'm using mindless automation? Mm. I do not have to think about changing the gear. I do not have to think about accelerating. It is now built in. I have conformed to driving. Okay. It is settled. The only problem is, whatever you have conformed to, is it empowering you or is it limiting you? And this is where the mind plays. Now, the mind has one journey it loves. It loves to bring us to that state. The place where the... It, it does not need to work anymore. No demand. Yes. And by the way, don't bring change. <laughs> That's it. Don't tell me to do something different from yes. how I do things. Because this is what the body loves. Exactly. The body loves to settle. Exactly. Okay. The body wants familiar mm. and the mind wants little work. Mm. So the mind will mm. work to get you to familiar. Mm. It will journey to process familiar. Which familiar? The one that does not disturb it. Okay, there's something we always say <laughs> to explain this point. Yes. That if you leave a tomato yes. on a table, uh-huh. don't touch it, yes. it will not become better. It will become worse. Now, when we talk about our own bodies and say, listen, if you just go and sit or yes. sleep for a whole week, yes. you don't become better. Exactly. What happens? The body now tells you, we've settled, this is what we ought to mm-hmm. be. But that place where the body is bringing you to a place of settlement yes. is not a place of empowerment. No. 
It is a place that if you stay long enough and be conformed to that position, you diminish. Exactly. You're not improving. Exactly. You're not becoming better. There is a law. Mm -hmm. When I say law, I'm talking about a principle, a scientific reality yes. that God put in the earth. It's called atrophy. Atrophy means when something is not improved, it decays. Mm. Mm. It works everywhere. Okay. And that's what we're talking about. Yes. If you do not lift your leg for three hours, mm. you will struggle to start walking. Yes. If you leave it for two years without moving, you have to learn how to walk. Yes. But if you walk daily, it becomes stronger and better and better and better okay. until you can run. Mm. That's the law. So, in the same way, the way the body was designed was to continue improving in terms of outcomes and where you're going. God gave us a mind to continue building new concepts, new connections, new processes, so that we can act into those spaces and improve in our lives. Now, the funny thing is this. Mm -hmm. Even your feelings and your emotions were designed to improve and grow. Mm. So atrophy also creates bad feelings. Mm -hmm. It also brings you into depression, mm -hmm. into stress, into moodiness. You think the moodiness is because things are not working in the sense that your life is not perfect. Mm -hmm. But the moodiness is because now all you're rehearsing is the situation you're in. The bad things that are exactly. happening around you. Exactly. Now, when you talk about the mind, yes. when you talk about atrophy, yes. and you talk about the mind here and say, listen, I'm not exercising my mind. Yes. Many people think because the day passed, you went to work and came home, you're exercising your mind. Yes. But if you're doing the same thing, thinking the same thing, thought, doing the same job, walking home through the same route, it means you are at that place where we are calling what? Yes, we call it mindless automation. That, that, that word must be blasphemed on your, on your mindless mind Mindless automation. In, in other words, it is automation, meaning mm. there is movement. Yes. There is activity, but the activity does not require mm. thinking, mm. does not require reasoning, yes. does not require processing, and does not want change. Does not want. Does not want change. Okay, wait. So if this person <laughs> yes. is now in that state yes. where they're not changing their thinking, mm -hmm. they're not adding more knowledge, they're not doing something different, yes. and they remain in that state, yes. this same person, mm. two years down the line, yes. you find them in the same position. They there have not go. moved in their life. They have not changed in their thinking. Mm -hmm. Their conversation is not any different. Uh -huh. Their way of doing things has not improved. Why? Mm. Because your mind has not changed. Good. Now, that's why we say today's conversation, yes. we have to trigger the mind yes. to do something different. Absolutely. Now, this scripture talks about being transformed. Yes. It's funny that the, 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 the Greek word in use for transform here is the root word for metamorphosis. Okay. Metamorpho, mm -hmm. which means moving from caterpillar to butterfly. Yes. So it basically means becoming someone Else. So what about if you find a caterpillar? And yes. here caterpillar, I'm talking about us. Yes. Because this is a principle for us humans to look at and say, wait a minute, God created something here mm -hmm. that if I look at, mm. it tells me I should not be the, in the same state yes. for years. Good. If I'm a caterpillar, and five years down the line, I'm still a caterpillar because mm. I can tell the characteristics of a caterpillar. Mm -hmm. I know that it does not fly. I know that it is permanently looking down, looking yes. for something to eat. Yes. If I'm in that state that all I do is live for the basics of life, mm -hmm. then I should know something is wrong with my mind. Good. And in that state where you say five years down the line, I'm still working for food, yes. for shelter, and for clothing, mm -hmm. then I should know something is wrong with my life. Now, here is the problem. The problem is, mm -hmm. if you live among caterpillars, you won't know that. Say that again. If you live among <laughs> caterpillars... No big deal. Mm -hmm. We all live in the same structure. Mm. Now, the, the problem is this. The word, that's why we say, Paul, using this scripture, is actually connecting it to something else. He okay. says that you may know the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Mm. But it says good, acceptable, and perfect. Meaning, there is something that God intends for you. It is good. It is acceptable, meaning it has got its parameters, yes. and it is perfect. But you can't know that unless your mind is renewed. Now here's the problem. Mm -hmm. He's not saying if you hear the word your life will change. If you hear the word... It's not what he's saying. Okay. 
He's saying if your mind does not change, you cannot interpret the word. So the word is coming so that it can change how you think and how you interpret life yes. so that you can change. Exactly. Now, if the word comes, because mm. when you talk about by the renewal of your mind, yes. it is the word of God that renews your mind. Yes. Now, if you do not change, mm. if you come to watch us this morning or whatever time you're watching mm -hmm. and you came based on a mindless automation mm -hmm. where you're like listen there are conversations here i want to listen to mm -hmm. and as i'm listening sometimes you even lose you yes when we talk you lose you you're looking at this thing and wondering and you're lost yes. why when you're on an automation you're not conscious about taking a conversation yes seriously yes and meditating on what is happening exactly thinking as you go along yes writing notes and saying wait i want to come back to this yes. there's a point you've said i want to come back to it why uh -huh. because you're engaged yes but there's somebody who is just sitting there watching you get lost and think of wait i need to go and get some tea now i think tomorrow morning i'll do this then you come back to the conversation yes that's what that kind of a mind is what we are saying yes. that with that mind you will not change your life because uh -huh. your mind is not engaging anything exactly yes. so that tells us that mm -hmm. the word has got two dynamics okay the first dynamic is to renew your mind okay the second dynamic is when your mind is renewed you can now understand you can mm. now interpret mm. you can now know what action to take okay now let's put it this way if i think sit means stand mm -hmm. and you tell me you walk into the room and tell me sit down i want you to carry something i will stand up okay to carry something mm -hmm. which means for me to understand what you're saying until I renew my mind, mm -hmm. until I know the difference between the meaning of the word sit and stand, I cannot carry out your instruction. So the first thing that the Bible does, when the Bible introduce, introduces a word to us, we are not supposed to interpret it from the old. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to get the meaning of what that word means. That's why sometimes some of you get tired. Mm. When we say the Greek <laughs> word for, we are trying to renew your mind. So this person, whoever it is, yes. wherever they have reached, yes. they have come with data. Exactly. All right? Yes. Now this data is yes. based on your past. Yes. Every time we come for conversations, we mm -hmm. should not be coming with our data from our past, but we should be coming with a, an expectation yes. for something new yes. so that it can thrust us into the future. Yes. Now if I come with my data and expect this data to take me to the future, so every time you talk and say renew your mind, yes. I want to use the old mind yes. to interpret the word renew your Aha. mind. That person will not see change. Exactly. So mm -hmm. now, remember Paul yeah. is way post-cross. Yes. So let's go back a little to understand the context. When John appears, John the Baptist, mm -hmm. he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, the usage of the word John uses is interesting. It means turn away from your sins, repent your sins, change your behavior, okay, of your sin. John talks about change your behavior. When Jesus shows up, he says the kingdom of heaven is here. He says repent. He means change how you think. Mm -hmm. Now please notice the difference. Many people need to understand that John was saying if you want to prepare for the kingdom, for the kingdom you need to start thinking about behavior change. Okay. Jesus says, let me explain how it works. Okay. To have behavior change, you must change how you think. Mm. Okay? Mm. So now, you heard us using the model many times that 5% of people on earth think, 15% <laughs> think that they think, 80% okay. choose not to think. Mm. Okay? Now, this is important. It is important because transformation, metamorpho, has got three dynamics mm. new choices causing new actions, and birthing new outcomes. Mm -hmm. Listen carefully. Yes. New choices means where you're stuck today means you've not made any new choice. Okay. Therefore, you've not taken any new, new action. action. Therefore, you will never get a new outcome. outcome. Now, the separation between these three groups of people, we want to now break it down in this context. Mm. For you to understand how this works. And these three people are also paralleled in the parable of the sower. 
So, when you're talking about these three people, yes. we are saying that as you're watching this, yes. locate yourself. Aha. There's the 5, yes. the 15, yes. and the 80. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Yes. All right? Yes. Locate yourself. Yeah. Take us and, through. Yeah, so what we want to explain now, Yeah. remember, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mind. Okay. Okay? So now we are going to discuss how the minds hmm. of hmm. this category of people <laughs> work. Right. In other words, we are trying to find whatever way we can to help you first locate yourself yes and to examine how your mind thinks so mm -hmm. one of these descriptions is going to be how your mind thinks yes and it's going to also be how you can renew it now we're talking about the five percent 15 percent and the 80 yes. percent all right 80 percent being the majority let's yep. start with them yes now these are the guys we said choose not to think mm -hmm. now they're choosing not to think doesn't mean they don't think okay it means that they recycle hmm and exaggerate negative experiences. Mm. So their thought process does not allow a different thought process. Yes. So the minute you say to them, the power to create wealth, let's do business, immediately mm. they start recycling failure. And when you look at the parable of the sower, yes. this is the one that the enemy takes immediately. Immediately. The enemy snatches. snatches. Yes. Okay. So how does their brain work? Mm. Immediately they hear work or business, they, their brain is so smart, mm. it picks up the last bad experience they had with that. Okay. It goes straight to who fooled them, mm. who conned them, mm. where did their business crash, mm. who auctioned them, who refused to give them a job, who fired them. Mm. Their, their brain, listen, it's been proven that your brain keeps record of negative experiences mm. and ignores positive experiences. Why? Mm. Because your brain wants to preserve you from a future repeat. Mm. So these are the people you're saying yes. recycled, exaggerated, negative thoughts. Exactly. And this is all to avoid change. Yes. I'm not going to change. Absolutely. And I think if we talk about this, of course, being the majority, 80%, yes. most of the people, you wonder, let me ask you, do you want change in your life? Because every time I talk to you, you are, it's almost like a yes. repeat of where we yes. were. Yes. You didn't move. Yes. Same problem. Yes. Same uh, complaint. Yes. Same murmuring. Yes. Same, I'm still here. Nothing is moving. What's funny though, yeah? they want change, but they don't want to change. Mm, they want change, yes. but they don't want to change. Yes. They the, don't want the responsibility of change. They want change as long as it doesn't involve them. Mm. So these are the group that love prophetic words. Mm. They love decrees. This is they the year of, me. Yes. They want change without having to change. Mm. And they, have, they do not know that no change will happen until they change. Okay, let me ask you. <laughs> if I tell you today, yeah, and this explains the 80%, yeah. lift up your phone yes. and money will come into your phone. And you lift. And you lift. You're in the 80%. Yeah. You are recycling exaggerated negative experiences to avoid change. Yes. Meaning, you come. Somebody throw phone. it in. Okay, wait. Are you thinking? There no. you go. Remember we said 80% choose not, not to think. To think. Yeah. And that is where somebody can lift their phone that money will come into their phone. Yes. From where? Exactly. From where? And yes. this person is con they even checking their, <laughs> their balance to That's see how thing. much money has come. So, so you need to understand. You want change, yes. but you don't want to change. You don't want to change. <laughs> so what happens, the way that brain works, like I said, your brain begins to go backwards to look for data, to look for negative experiences, whether they happened to you or to someone you know, so that they can convince you not to to work. So this group would be very happy with social media because that's where you collect data of exactly. how things didn't work, things didn't how work. things are bad, yes. how businesses are crashing, exactly. how pastors are conning people, yes. how you look at anything but you have social media. Yes. So this is somebody who now, remember we started by saying the body and the mind detached. Exactly. So now the body is doing what it wants. Yes. It is craving for data that is going to make sure yes. I stay where I am. Secondly, your brain hmm. now begins hmm. to filter out hmm. anything that could bring change and begins to filter in anything that convinces you to remain the same. 80% who choose not to think. Yes. And this is the same people we are saying that look at your life and ask yourself, for the last five years, what has changed? Yes. For the last five years, where have I 
um, moved to. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, you know, when you look at your life and say, you know what, yes. I used to think like this, I think different. Yes. Are you still talking the same? Yep. This kind of a people, remember we said they won't change, but they don't want to, to change. To change. Yes. This is the kind of person when you talk to them five years down the line, yeah. same conversation. Absolutely. Same conversation. No, no, you see, the thing is this, even when you, in fact, the way your brain works, if you're this kind of a person, your brain has got a self-governing system. Mm. So when I talk to you, there are certain words that are edited out no matter how I speak. <laughs> so your brain, listen, it has been proven that the brain can physically edit out what you don't want to see. Mm. It is proven scientifically. Even if you give me steps of how to get out yes. of where I am, yes. I edit. Listen, I don't hear them. Listen, <laughs> if I give you steps of how to get out, yes. you will give me steps of why you can't take the first step. Okay. It is a self-governing system. The 80%, I think we've talked a lot about them. <laughs> and as you know, in our master class, where yes. we now go deeper into this, yeah. where we talk about the 5, the 15, and the 80, yes. and we say that, listen, if you're talking about 80 being the majority, yes. the majority of people watching this exactly. know this is where they are. And you know what? There's a way to get out. That's yes. why we have a master class. Okay? And, and I think before we leave them, yeah. let me explain how their feelings and emotions yeah. support that thinking. Okay. The minute they hear a step out or an instruction to move, fear, mm. terror mm. rises up in their body. Their, their, their energy levels dip. Mm. Their muscles mm. atrophy. Mm. It's real. Mm. Why? Because your body wants to, to support what your mind has accepted and your mind wants to recreate what your mind has already recorded. Mm. So you actually are in a spiritually deadly position. Wow. Because, like Paul says, you hear this, you hear change, but the minute you think of taking the action, all this information floods up. Mm. All this data comes into your mind. Yeah. All these thoughts and pictures and images of what will go wrong, how it will go wrong, where it will go wrong, with who it will go wrong. You even see yourself in prison. You see yourself <laughs> everywhere possible. You begin to feel pain. You begin to feel cold. You begin to feel sick. Mm. Literally, that's how far it can go. So you're talking about the 80% yes. making the same choices over because over. you don't have new data. Yes. You don't have new information that yes. can help you to make different choices. Exactly. You end up taking the same actions yeah. or inactions. Yes. So you are here, same person, yes. making same choices, taking same actions or yeah. inactions. Yeah. And of course, you will get the same results. Which Absolutely. results of your life not yes. moving. And you know how you conclude? Yeah. This is how things are. Mm. Not this is how you are. Oh, this is how things, things are. are bad. This is how this place the is. The business is bad. Here things don't work. In this place, you now generalize. My it's work, my yes. boss, my colleagues. Generalize. Permanently complain. The economy <laughs> is bad. <laughs> you know, this kind of business does not work. Wow. Let's talk about the 15%. <laughs> now the 15% yeah. are a whole ke different kettle of fish. They analyze, okay. they describe, they can break down. Every, in fact, they are the most receptive people you've ever met. Mm. The 80%, immediately, you can even tell when you've spoken, they've blocked. Okay. They've mm -hmm. These guys are welcoming. Mm. Bible talks about those who receive the word with, with joy. joy, with <laughs> gladness. Gladness. After they've received it, they analyze it. Mm -hmm. After they analyze it, they find it to be true. They describe it. They break it down. They explain it. In fact, if they repeat it back to you, you say, wow. wow. Let me tell you, this group is the group that confuses us as ministers the most. Because mm, this is a person you think. Yes. I mean, you got it. The way you are excited, the There's way you no received the word, the way you took notes exactly. and you wrote down the... Things yes. that you're supposed to go and do. Yes. And then you shelf it. <laughs> These are the guys you ask, what did you hear? They had right. Mm. Mm. They had. After that, they excuse and shelf all action and push it into the future. This is in the Bible when he talks about the group that receives it with joy. Yes. Great joy. Yes. But because they do not have root in themselves, uh -huh. when the sun comes out, they are yes. scorched. They are scorched. Yeah. And this group falls into two categories. Yeah. The group that is scorched mm. and the group that when pressure comes. Mm. When, 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 when they need now to confront a situation, they back off. Or when they get a plan B, mm. an easier route away. 
So when you come and say, this is what God is saying. Yes. Power to create wealth. Yes. They go and get all the steps. What is yes. God saying? The prophetic word. Yes. But when they meet with the son. They don't take the step. They can't take it. Or they can't explain. Even if you meet them next year, hmm. they'll explain it. The but, year will be next. They'll explain it. They never lose it. Hmm. In fact, they are very good conversation. Yeah. You speak with them. Powerful. So here's the problem. Hmm. When you have this group, you never have resistance. Hmm. But you never get results. They're always looking for that other time when I will do it. Give me more information. I need to know more about this. Yes. I really need to understand this. I really need to get, did you say? Hmm. Oh, you hmm. are saying. Hmm. Now, that part I have gotten. But now there's this other part. <laughs> that I thought. In yeah. fact, another scripture came to my mind. Hmm. Did you act? Guys, it's about Did acting. you take action? Hmm. So after some time, they look at, hmm, what is missing? Hmm. Everything is in place. I agree with you. This business hmm. can work. Okay. This environment is great. <laughs> this works properly. This is operational. But you but, know what? This is not the best time. So they're looking for a reason to go back to default. Straight. I want to go back to that place. So they are not resisting the word. Yes. And let me tell you, for us when we come and say, you know what, God has put a word in our lives. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that, speak this word. Bring this knowledge. Let people hear that yes. it is time to receive power to create wealth. And exactly. we say, listen, we're in that time. Yes. There are people who are walking in this word from different parts of the world. Yes. But there's somebody else who is like you're saying, yeah. they have looked for every reason. Yes. There's something missing. And always, mm. if you have everything, have you ever seen these people? When you're sick, yes. they always ask for all the, what you what don't have in missing. the house. Yes. Okay, I'm feeling unwell and um, I want porridge. Exactly. Because there's no porridge. Because <laughs> there's no porridge. You know, <laughs> there's this porridge, yes. I'm looking for a cold yeah. drink. No, there, there's no cold. I mean, you're like looking for something that is missing so that you always. can go back to default. Think about that. Such a sad so the place. question is this, how do you know you're in this group? And mm -hmm. by the way, this group, like I said, is the one that confuses the ministers the most. Mm. Because you get such good feedback from them. Mm. And you feel that word, people received it. Mm. See, the problem is no longer did people receive. Mm. The problem is they did get an outcome. Was the word good? No, that's not what you're looking not for. Not anymore. The question I need to ask <laughs> for people in this group, this is the question I want to ask you. Okay. When your situation before you had that truth, Yes. When you had the truth and understood it, your situation after the truth, is it the same hmm. as the situation before, before the truth? If it did, you have shelved the action. Hmm. So there's That's something that you need to do. You're just but pressures it. of this world, yes. because they are there. Yep. There is also promises of breakthrough yes those are the things that keep you shelving things exactly. that's what the bible talks about exactly this category of people exactly that they will always there'll be that pressure when yes. they meet pressure in life it's almost like you know what let the word stay and you're like wait the word is what you need to handle the pressure yes no it's almost like let it stay there yeah, yeah. but now the same person wait a minute there's a promise for breakthrough uh -huh. that promise for breakthrough takes them away again from the word yes. and they focus on the breakthrough let me say something about this position because this is the position we live in in a long time before we actually break out. Okay. And this position is deadly because it is better not to have had mm. Mm. than to be in this position because people who have never had, when they will actually hear, they may act. Mm -hmm. People who have had and don't act become masters of hearing. Mm. They never act. And they become numb. You become and permanently that why, paralyzed. That is why we always talk about yes. when your heart is seared off. Yes. Because when there's that, like your heart no longer receives the word. Exactly. Even if God came. Nothing will change. In the flesh. Yeah. You've come to this place where you hear the word. Yes. God is the word. Yeah. He's given us a word. Yes. The instruction. You've reached a place where you're like, amen. But you know what? I will not take it. Yeah. Meaning you become so familiar. Exactly. You are worse than the 80% because then use. the word is just snatched. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to. Better the day they'll get it. And this place you can get addicted to new truth. Hmm. Hmm. You can become a sponge. But you're not doing anything. You just soak one. new truth and you yeah. can articulate new truth, but you never leave it. <laughs> and so this is a very risky place. Let me say something about your sponge. Yes. 
you soak the truth yep. but never allow heaven to squeeze the truth out of you that's because it. you know what happens yeah. when that is squeezed out of you that's what we are calling action yes. go out there and do something yes. what is it that is inside of you but you're exactly. so careful yeah. and you have these boundaries or this perimeter you you've erected around you yes. so that nobody squeezes you so by now we are praying that you've been able to kind of begin to locate your situation yes and then the thing is where you sit in a place where you have heard a truth you can explain the truth and you keep coming back to the truth you are sitting in a difficult position because you're like the people jesus said who stand at the entrance to the kingdom they don't enter and they're not letting anybody in mm. you know why because if i hear you articulate so well but i never see it in you you water down the truth for me mm. Mm. You affect me. I wonder if it is a truth. Yeah. Because based on how well you're articulating it, mm. how come I don't see you in it? Mm. Yep. So it is better to hide the truth in your heart Until. and walk it out mm. than explain a truth you're not living. Mm. Mm. And you know what? The kingdom is about doing. Yes. A, the kingdom is not just about hearing. You hear and do. Exactly. When you do, yes. things happen in your life. Exactly. And that is what we always talk about, that when you hear the word, remember the word is God. Yes. The word is God. Yes. All right? When the word becomes um, flesh, in your life, the word attracts men to exactly. itself, not to you. Exactly. So people will come to you and ask you, yes. how did you do this? There you go. How did you do this? Yes. So you can't hide from people when you have the reality of the word yes. in your life. That's just people will are. be attracted to you to ask you how you walked this journey through. Exactly. When you don't do what you ought to be doing with the word, mm -hmm. it can be seen. I'm so, listen, yeah? don't be so connected to people being impressed at your understanding of the word. Mm, but at your doing exactly. and getting manifestation. Don't, don't, don't get value from people being amazed mm -hmm. with what you know. That's why we call these conversations and not preaching. Because <laughs> yes. when you have conversations, yeah. we take it as it is. When yes. we say, guys, remember we're on a journey. On a kingdom journey. And we always say, if you hear the word and don't do anything, the devil is watching. Yeah. And he's like, my friend, I'm coming after you. Absolutely. So this is not a game. This yes. is not a place where we are sitting and saying, on Sunday, let's come and meet. Let's come and talk. And then yeah. we go up places. We are saying, listen, we want the life of God seen in my yes. life. And that's why if we don't talk about the 15%, we've yes. already talked about the 80. Yes. That's the 15%. Yes. Of course, now let's, let's look at the five before yeah. we finish. Yeah, let's talk about the 5%. Yeah. And now... The 5% are very interesting. That's why they are the 5%. The truth with them is that every time they hear something, every time they hear a new truth, every time they hear something, they immediately have this mindset. Wait a minute. This is a new opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Wait a minute. No one has ever attempted this. Mm. So every time they hear something, they see possibility. Mm. They also see, listen to this word, uncharted and uncontested territory mm. so they're not seeing barriers they're no. not seeing impossibilities they're not seeing a position where you, i'm now going to complain yes because you know what who has ever done this exactly. i've never seen this this is the same way yes nobody has ever done this yes because i'm supposed to do exactly. it exactly i think that's a good way yeah. to look at it yeah and here is the perspective yeah the 80 percent is happy with everybody i know failed at this mm. Mm. so who am i yeah. The 15% is let somebody else fail at it. And then I can, if they Then I'll attempt whether or not it works. Mm. The 5% says, no one has done this. I'm the guy. Mm. No one has done mm. this. I'm the person. Yes. I'm the one to do this. So they ha never have the query, where has it been done before? They don't bother with yeah. that. They never have the query, is it possible? They say, if God says it, if mm. the word says it, it must be true, even if no one has ever done it. Mm. I will be the first to do it. They see new possibilities. Exactly. So they immediately, immediately, yeah. they are charged. Hmm. The fact that it hasn't been done is what activates them. The fact that it is new territory is what makes them excited to go out and attempt. Let me ask you a question before yes. we finish. Yes. There is the 80, the 15, and the 5. Uh -huh. If the 5 are the people who hear and with alacrity yes. take action, yes. can the 80 skip to the 5? Absolutely. Yeah. You see, the thing is this. About mm -hmm. the kingdom, the kingdom has got to do with outcome. Mm -hmm. 
There's a parable that talks about the 11th hour walker. walker. Yes. He arrived at the 11th hour and got the same result mm. as the people who came in the first hour. Yeah. How does that work? It works in everything in life. All right? Years ago, to get you this broadcast would have taken a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In recording, yes. in editing, yes. in uploading, in finally making it available to you on a disc. But now it can be done in a day. Mm. What has happened? The result, if somebody chooses, you can skip and go. It means that person has to ask themselves the question, am I comfortable? Because remember, all these three groups of people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. had exactly the same word. Yes. They live in exactly the same environment. Mm -hmm. they, are, they, are, they are exposed to exactly the same scenarios. But why do they have drastically different results? It has nothing to do with anything else but how their mind works. Mm. Okay. So this person who is a, uh, in the 80, if yes. I come and sit and say, listen, you guys have been talking, yeah. I can tell I'm in the 80%. Yes. It is possible. The difference between the 80 and the 5 yes. is the mind exactly. renewal. Exactly. And that's what you've been talking about. Yes. You need to renew your mind. Yes. Meaning, if you renew your mind, it is not about the length of time. Exactly. But it is the desire in your heart to say, you know what? I need my mind changed. Uh -huh. The word is going to change me. Yes. And when I hear the word, yeah. and it gives me an instruction yes. with a lack I will do it. You shift. Now, yeah. let me not pass this without saying something. Mm -hmm. Some of you have already seen and even logged in into Citizens Academy where we have spoken about the four habits that help you to begin the process of creating and producing wealth. Alright? Even how to maintain it. Now, in that thing, those who've registered will still get the same three groups. Mm. We'll get somebody who will register Case closed. The minute they look at it, they are done with it, okay. but they registered. Okay. There's somebody who will register, go through the whole process, get it right, and never act. Mm. There's somebody who will get in, pause and say, action plan. Yes. Pause and say, action plan. Now, that is why we also have a master class coming up. That is the foundation mm -hmm. to help you walk through. The master class, you asked, can the 80 yes. be broken out in a master class? is when you subject yourself mm. and say, guys, I have accepted this is where I am. Yes. Let's work together, whatever it takes. And that's when we are able to break into the depth of what is holding you back to be able to walk in that reality. The power of the kingdom is this. The parable of the source says, those who worked it out begin to progressively grow. 30, 30-fold, yes. 60, 100-fold. Yes. What does that tell you? It means once you enter this 5%, the next dimension of truth, you begin to flow faster mm. and grow faster. Mm. So the people you see who are doing well in life, who have broken through, who are making it, the difference between them and you is their thinking. The way you think, the, the way you process things, yeah. and the way you... You know, there are some people who don't even have a desire to live well. <laughs> They are okay where they, they are. They lost it. Because it's you died. lost. Why? Because it's almost like you're feeling, I don't even know how to go after this. Yes. I don't even know how to move from where I am to where yes. I ought to be. And that's why we are saying that when you talk about the mind, your mind is a powerful tool. Yes. And if it masters you, it will control your life. Yes. But if you live in a place where you say, I'm going to think about what I'm thinking. I'm going to think about what I'm thinking. I'm going to think about what I'm thinking. I'm not just going to be in that place of mindless automation. Yes. Where I sit, listen to conversation, and I even know you're about to say, thank you for watching this conversation. <laughs> and you know how Flora puts it. You're even waiting for that part. You know how to finish. You know what? We are simply saying today's conversation should have touched you yes. to say, listen, when I look at my life, I'm not where I think I should be. Yes. I'm not comfortable with things the way things are going. And you know what? You don't have to be suffering. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be. We're not talking about suffering. No. We're talking about when I look at me, I say, quality of life. I want another level of quality of life because yes. God has already offered us. Yes. Because that's why we talked about uh, the cross. Yes. That's why we say redemption. Cross us. Yes. A better quality of life. Yes. That's where we're headed to. And, now, and, and ignorance yes. is when you look at your life and say, I am there. I'm okay. I'm you good. see, that, that is called <laughs> self-deception. Yes. Because think of the multiple possibilities mm. that God has put in creation. Yes. And the multiple possibilities you can come up with and develop mm. and become. Then you'll understand. And, and in fact, 
there, there's a way we've labeled this series deliberately and we'll get there is spiritual warfare what yes. we're discussing yes is spiritual warfare what is spiritual warfare mm. what does that even mean i know mm. most of us think it's the devil doing stuff to us mm. most of us think you know what the reason i haven't moved anywhere the devil is against me the reason the 80 they are very good at this level. The <laughs> devil did it. A curse did it. Something it's caused it. It's not me. It's never me. Okay. It's never me. Yeah. Uh, the fifteen percent. I don't want to enter a curse. I don't want to attract this. Mm. I don't mm. want to enter warfare. The five percent. What warfare? What does it Where? mean? What does that look like? <laughs> right. Who are we fighting? Who are we fighting? Let's go. So, <laughs> as we continue in this series. As you come back, we'll be discussing the reality of spiritual warfare. Mm. And you'll be shocked to discover it is spiritual warfare that puts you in one of the three categories. Mm. And if you understand how that is dealt with and handled, you'll enter the 5%. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like, and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.